Hello, you guys, and welcome to the Daily Slay Show, where we come together to slay your life. I'm Jamie King, aka The Slay Coach, and I am a mom of three with anxiety and ADHD who's built a multi-seven-figure business without a college degree. I'm here to slay in the trenches with you. I'm not here to fix you. I'm here to help you fix yourself. Now, I am on a mission to document progress, not perfection, and to share the messy in between in hopes to help you make your mess your message. Now, I can't promise that every day will be a win, but I can promise that the only way for you to lose is to quit. So if you can commit to yourself, I promise to commit to you here. Let's do this and let's slay 2023. Hello, fam, slay fam. Welcome to the Daily Slay. Today I have an amazing sister, alpha, intimidating, <laughs> awesome, honest human being who Hillary Kruger is a Minnesota-based marketing strategist who helps small business owners and entrepreneurs find their brand voice while learning to market their business through honest messaging. And from six-figure launches to proven growth strategies, Hillary's work has helped thousands of brands find their voice and share their value without sacrificing integrity. She's also a mom of 1,800 children (laughs) and a fellow Packers fan and fellow colored hair queen and former client and friend. Welcome to the show, Hillary. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. That was hilarious. 1,800 kids. Shit. It feels like that living downtown. I'm not going to say in Minnesota who's going to stalk me, but um, (laughs) yeah, that's wild. I do have a lot of kids, huh? Eighteen hundred children. You you've beat me. Um, my best friend Georgia also has four children and all very young ages, like yourself. So, I want to talk a little bit about that first before we get into the honest marketing, because um, I have something I want to review with you. You're gonna die. This is okay. a surprise I didn't tell you about. We're gonna review this 1960s ad campaign. <laughs> booklet together oh my god okay wow (laughs) the corniest shit i have an ad i want to show you okay um because ad women is something i love you love marketing i love marketing um and i tend to run in packs with other female alphas who are a little too much for the average person but i want to first talk about was it like running a marketing company while managing the tiny humans in your life, four kids under the age of 10? 10. Yeah, 10. 10. Yeah, Yeah. 10. Yeah. How Um, do you balance that? (laughs) Dude, first of all, there's no fucking balance. There's literally no such thing as balance. When my business is doing good, I'm just being an okay mom. Like I just launched uh, my signature program and it was very successful. It went really great. Like I made a fuck ton of money in a really short period of time. But at the same time, like my kids suffered a little bit. Like I didn't attend certain things. I wasn't being the best mom that I possibly could. Um, And I think that it's this misconception that everybody is chasing. It's like they're chasing balance. But I think that it's like the horizon. It's like, it'll never be met. You'll never find it fully. And that's in, that's written in opinion. That's not like written in fact. Like I'm sure you've found it at one point, but also the people that have found that balance, they have found it because 
they have all of the years leading up to that moment that they're able to do that. And so I think that there's this misconception in the online world that the minute that you start your business, you instantly can have balance and you instantly get fed hundreds of thousands of clients. And I think that you need to have this understanding that the people that started and have that balance that you're seeking, they also had a built up audience that was aware of them, that they showed up all the time, that they failed, that they're, you know, they struggled a lot, that they were maybe in a multi-level marketing company and built up this audience and they were taught how to show up and they were comfortable being on video and they were comfortable with their organic marketing. And then they decided to launch their own business. And I think that it's just this thing that also I don't do it alone. And also I don't get the choice to just peace out and not be a mom. So I think that people probably say that to you all the time and they say it to me all the time. They're like, how do you do it? It's like, I literally don't have a choice. I don't get to say, bye guys, I'm going to Tulum for Uh a month. So like, (laughs) I'm going to go be a digital nomad. See ya. Yeah. I'm going to go be a digital nomad for a while. And like, you just, just make money, survive, you know, on your own. Like there's no (laughs) choice in that. And so when people say, how do you do it? It's like, you, it's, like that book I talk to my friend Josh all the time it's like the obstacle is the way there's no other way like that is the way to go about doing it and I don't get to not be a mom anymore also I have great support we moved back to Minnesota from Green Bay because I had four kids and because we needed that support system um my parents are here my aunt's here my best friend's here my grandparents are here like I also have a really great support system when I am needing it, not only support in my business, but then also support for the kids. So, yeah. (laughs) But also, like you said, like I talk about this a lot. There was a time before I had five, 10, 15, 20 hour work weeks, I had 60 hour work weeks. Like I had a year where I was, I I was talking about this on a podcast episode yesterday. I flew 60,000 miles in 2020, no, 2019 before COVID. So the year before COVID, I flew 60,000 miles in the year. And this was flying to private client visits, hosting mastermind days in other cities, visiting my own mentors, like networking events, speaking at events, flying all over the freaking world, literally to multiple continents. And I didn't see my, I wasn't a good mom. I was not a stellar mom then, but I made up for it. <laughs> like there, the balance is a pendulum swing of like, you're right. Like there's moments where I'm not super present for my business, but there's also moments I'm not super present for my kids. And I think and, the missing link that people don't, aren't told enough is that because of that year that you were flying all over 60,000 miles, you made massive headway and connections and networking that brought your business to where you are now so that you're able to be where you want to be in your business. Because without that stint, without that year, you wouldn't be where you are now because all those people and all those connections allowed you 
to build a relationship with them that they became clients or they shared about you or they allowed you to build your business more online and be more present with your kids because you did that. And nobody talks about that as much, nearly as much as they should. The hustle, mm-hmm. the grind, the 60,000 you know miles flying all over the place, the networking, the saying yes and figuring it out later. People don't talk about that. They only talk about the end. Find a balance. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah. After you do that. And not just the figuring it out later part, the bridges you burn and the people you hurt and the things you mess up and the balls that you drop while you take on that much. Like there are repercussions that come with overwhelming yourself with work and you have to get really good at like, and a lot of people in the like, especially coaching world would not admit or not do the things like this way. But I had to get good at saying, I'm sorry. At like, let me make it up to you. Here, here's what we're going to do to fix. Like, and this is what customer service is or what building a company is, is I know you can relate to this. There have been times when you've taken on too much and had to say, hey, I dropped the ball here. Can you give us an example of like when you took on too much and how you handled a situation? Like as a CEO. Yeah. So I think the most recent situation is I was offered an opportunity to go and do something in person in Miami for a week. And I wasn't paid a lot of money. I was just paid for my flight and my, you know, food and my stay. And that was it. And I said yes to that opportunity the longest I was away from my kids. And um, the day after I got back was the day that my launch was scheduled. And I moved forward with the launch because my audience was hot and ready for it. But what ended up happening, unfortunately, is that I had, you know, 10 or 11 one-on-one clients that were also supposed to start that same exact week working with me, just gotten back from Miami, hadn't even said hi to my kids. The longest I'd been away from my kids, decided to move forward with my launch. Oh, and also I had 11 one-on-one clients. So I think that it's just what I preach is that honesty is always the best policy in any type of life situation. And I literally sent most of them a individual personal message. And I said, Hey, listen, I'm moving forward with my launch. You get in for free. Also, I spent a week in Miami. I didn't know how detrimental it would be to my relationship with my kids, knowing that I was going to be away from them for six days. I didn't think that it would be that taxing on me. And it kind of was. So I would love to move your calls back next week and I can extend our contract for another four weeks if that's something you want. Nine out of 10 of those people, 100% fine, no big deal. Love that they get inside my signature program for free. Didn't even care, like didn't care at all because of the fact that I message and I market myself with flexibility in my life. Therefore, I attract the right clients. And you trying to be somebody you're not is going to attract the wrong type of clients. And that is how you get burnt out because you're trying to be somebody you're not. Therefore, you're attracting those clients for somebody that you aren't. You expect you at this. Yeah. And then you're not allowed to make mistakes and you're not allowed to be a human being. And that is like you're not marketing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. When When you put yourself on a pedestal, people expect the pedestal. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And, and that's just like, this is what people don't talk about is here's what I did to make up for. I needed to push people back. It was the right thing to do for my family. It was the right thing to do for my own personal mental well-being. Here's what I did. I gifted them my program. Like that I did, I did that something similar. Like we missed a deadline on like as a team, 
like on ad, getting the ads up and running for a client. And I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to gift you this in-person retreat. Like I have a retreat coming up this spring. And I was like, I'm going to gift you that retreat. And she was super pumped and gets to be a part of that like mini mastermind and retreat. And it was like, win-win. Oh, cool. No big deal. She wasn't like that mad anyways, but it, for me, it wasn't placating her or like trying to calm her because she was angry. She wasn't angry. It just felt like the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know I, what I mean? I think like a lot of times in my messaging, I try to let people know that nothing in business is pressing unless somebody is bleeding or dying. And that would make me a doctor. And I don't even have a fucking bachelor's degree. So like nothing in business is pressing. Like nobody's going to die. Everybody's going to be yeah. okay. And it's okay that your ads are not up and running today. They'll still today. be there in yeah. four days. And the people yeah. that want to buy from you will buy from you in four days. It's not a big deal. So yeah. I think that that too is a message that I drive home. And I say right away on my first call, I literally say, I'm flexible if you're flexible. I also do not teach you how to make $100,000 in 30 days. That's not how I market 30 it. 30 seconds. Yeah. I literally <laughs> don't do that. If you're looking for that type of high ticket guru coach, that ain't me. You can go find her on Instagram because she's there. It says it right in her bio. Bio. Seven figure entrepreneur coaching other seconds. people make your first 50K in seven days. Like, that ain't me. Ah, that's not me. I teach you how to have a sustainable yeah. growth through story led marketing. The end. That's it. I don't Period. coach other coaches. Like, I literally don't. I don't even have one. I don't even think I have one coach inside of my messaging and marketing magic program right now. They're like legitimate businesses which is really fucking fun. And that's what I've attracted. And that's what I love. It's super fun. Yeah. I want to talk about something about parenting. Yeah. Because there's on the pendulum swing, we talked about making it up to clients when we've dropped the ball. Can we talk about communicating with your kids when you are going through a season of hustle in your business? How do you handle that? Well, first of all, I'm married to a psychologist, so that fucking helps. (laughs) second of all um I feel like I'm just like in tune with my kids emotions so like on Saturday I could tell that Larkin um my second oldest was having a rough time and she just asked if we could go ice skating and she asked if somebody could come with and I was like sure so we just spent a day going not even a day just like a morning skating and we went to coffee so I try to spend that one-on-one time with my kids. But also uh, Tyler does a really good job and just says like mom's working so that for spring break, we can go to Chicago and mom's working. That's why we were able to afford X, Y, and Z. And they have the understanding, but that doesn't mean that they don't desire to like spend time with me. They're not like, oh, mom works and then dad spends time with me. It's like they can still want to spend time with me. And I think providing the words for them to do that instead of, um, you know, they will have outbursts. And that's not something that I taught them. That's literally something that Tyler has talked about with them. It's just like, hey, if you want to spend time with mom, then you say, hey, mom, I'm missing you. Can I spend some time with you instead of like acting out? Because negative attention is still attention. And if you're finding your kids are being negative or sad or sassy or being, you know, quote unquote, naughty, it's because they're craving attention from you. 
So providing the context and the words for them to say if they want to spend time with you versus acting out is like such a crucial thing that we've taught all of our kids, even Hawkins. And he's two and a half, you know? So I think that just that simple language barrier before they get to the point that they're like, I desire mom's attention. I'm going to trash the house or I'm going to throw a fit or a tantrum saying, hey, mom, I miss you. When can we hang out? Yeah, that's a much better philosophy than mine. I just put mine in a dog crate. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> it's crate up. Right. I'm kidding. Don't call CPS on me. I don't really do that. That's my favorite joke when people ask how I balance it all. I'm like, I just oh put them in a crate. Oh my God. Yes. So funny. <laughs> and then I go work. So, except for Callan would actually like that because he's in this phase that he's pretending <laughs> to be a puppy anyway. So it's like, <laughs> he'd be like, oh, okay. Hashtag boy mom. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> so oh my funny. God. So funny. And you were kind of like me in the sense of like when I started this business, I was nursing Audrey and she wouldn't take a bottle. So this is another topic I want to talk about is not nursing, but like not our tits, but that's another episode for another podcast, maybe on OnlyFans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's called, it's called Only Moms. Only Moms. <laughs> only leakage. Only, only leakage. orifices that we're leaking oh from. Oh my God. Yeah. We should talk about your boob job and then your anti-boob talk, talk job. Anti-boob job. No, but when I started this business, I was nursing Audrey, who was a psychopath baby who would not take a bottle. And so when you talk about that period of hustle, I had that period of hustle, but it looked different than it does now or than it did in 2019 because I wasn't nursing in 2019, but I wasn't 2018. I had to work in little sprints of like 9 p.m. to midnight or 1 a.m. or something like that. Like, I, And then I would get up before her and work from like 6 to 8 or 5 to 9 or whatever the hours were at the time. And I think Hawk was like sick all the time, man. Like you were yeah. balancing weird work schedule. Can you talk about like working in weird pockets or like weird places? Yeah. <laughs> Cause um, I know you had lots of hospital trips and yeah. Oh man. Last fall, well actually it was 2021. We had 11 visits to children's hospital in six weeks time span. Hawkins had everything. He had really bad COVID. He had brain swelling. He had like uh, roseola. He had fifth disease. He had literally everything within a six month, six week time span. And it was so hard after he finally got over all of those things. So then, um, he got COVID and then he was in the hospital. He had COVID. So that was really fucking great to Super watch fun. your 11 month old have COVID. And then it was two weeks before I was literally supposed to go on a um, women's retreat with a good friend of mine, ours, who was hosting it. And it was two hours before my dad was going to come over to watch Hawkins before my flight. And I literally was standing at my front door with my suitcase. And I like just literally saw like the walls caving in and I had an anxiety attack. And I was like, there is no fucking way that I can leave right now. Like I have, I, I literally can't do it. I was paralyzed. I called my dad. who was like two minutes from the house before I left for the airport. And I was like, I'm, I can't leave dad. Like I literally can't leave. I can't leave Hawk. I can't get on the airplane. And I lost all that money from the retreat, although she made it up, like she did a VIP day with me. I mean, it was great. Um, I didn't get to go to that. I had like two really good um, girlfriends that were going to be on that. So it's just like you said, it's just 
a season and you need to understand like where you're at personally. Well, now that I know that Hawk's good, like for me, I'm in that like go time mode. I'm like, this is go time because unfortunately or fortunately, I understand that speed wins sometimes. So right now I'm in this, like I'm launching a podcast also, like my signature course did really freaking well. Like I'm making all these connections. I literally have over 120 inquiries right now to work with me one-to-one that I had to hire a team to go through all of that. Like I'm literally at the, I don't even want to say the pinnacle of my career, but I'm literally at the top just waiting to be busted through. And I I can't retract right now. Like, it's just not in me. What am I going to go do? Like, oh yeah, hire other people to work for Hillary. And then what I'm going to do, I'm probably going to start another fucking business because I can't sit still. Are you kidding me? Like, oh, just go eat Twinkies on the beach. Like, great. I'd love to do that. And guess what? I'm going to start another business on the beach because I literally can't not work. Like, I'm sorry. I like to work. And I also like to be a mom. So I think that right now, it's just an understanding that I was where you were also like I was nursing Hawk, I couldn't leave him. But now I'm realizing I can leave him, he's gonna be okay. And also, I'm able to communicate with my kids in a way that like, this is what mom's doing right now. But you let me know when you need me to. And people can like that or hate that. I honestly don't really give a fuck. Like, that's fine. Like how I parent doesn't affect you, you know? Exactly. And that's, here's the thing about, yeah, parent judgment. Actually, I don't want to talk about that. Let's talk, I'll talk about that in a second. I, squirrel brain. I had two thoughts at once. Um, ADHD, two girls with ADHD get on a call and <laughs> try to <laughs> stay focused and on task. So when I pivoted to just running my business through my funnels, basically through COVID to be like more present, um, we lost our nanny and it was like, okay, how do we make this work? And I was making consistent 30 to 50K months, which that doesn't talk about profit. That is like what the revenue that was coming in. I still had to pay my team. I still had to pay like my living expenses, my office expenses. Like we had an office and like there's overhead, you know? Yeah. And so we could talk about that. I made I made fifty thousand dollars and I pay myself on fucking gusto twenty five hundred dollars a paycheck, you know? Like I know I try not to pay myself because I don't want to pay taxes on it. Like I try to make everything a business expense, or I put it back into the business to grow the business. Oh, anyways, but I we took the whole summer off this summer um, to be with the kids, and I was bored out of my fucking mind. I was by the time that summer was over and I was like, please God, let me go back to work. Oh my God. I want to turn my funnels off. I don't want passive. I mean, not that I don't want more passive income. I was so bored and purposeless and like, Mm -hmm. and Bob Proctor has love him or hate him, but like Bob Proctor has a quote that he said, I don't know where it's from. And it was like, work is made for us, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. And work is made for us. We aren't made to work. We work is made for us. Because when we have fulfilling work that we enjoy, it fuels us and lights our fire and keeps us living. And like, I wasn't mentally more better because I was relaxing all the time and I spent two weeks at Disney. I mean, yeah, I was having fun and I enjoyed it. And I believe in like taking a lot of time off in the summer to be with my kids, but I wanted to work. And like you, I like to work. And when I'm not, my mental health is like, blah, trash, 
I think um, Kathy Heller, she said something around too, like, yeah, I think that people have chemical imbalances in their brain for sure. Like people have literal chemical imbalances in their brain, whether it's ADHD or depression. But when people are feeling down or sad, sometimes it's because they lack purpose. And so when you lack purpose, then you get bored. And then when you're bored, you feel like you don't have anything to live for. And so sometimes, I mean, that was like an extreme example. Obviously, you weren't feeling that this summer. But sometimes when you're bored and you feel like you lack purpose, then you start to be down on yourself. So, yeah, I like to work. I feel purpose. I feel purpose driven. I love getting messages. I do really well in positive reinforcement. If we're talking about the psychology of behavior here, I like when people tell me you changed my life. Great. Thank you. Great job. You're doing a great job. Don't tell me I suck because I'm quitting the fucking basketball team. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So true. And like kids and sports. And I feel like you were an athlete too. I was an athlete and we are, I feel like it teaches so much of how to push through rejection, mm-hmm. how to, I think a lot of athletes turn out to be really great business owners. Totally. I know you're working with hockey guys and other athletes and stuff. And it's like athletes turn out to be really great business owners because you have to hear no a lot. Totally. Like how many times have you heard no in your business career? I think that athletes are literally my favorite people to talk to because they make up the 1% of the world that just have it. And like, what's it? It's like that internal motivation and that drive that other people don't have. They literally can get out of bed in the morning and be like, I'm going to go pitch in my high school gym and I'm a 15 year old and I'm going to do that for an hour And they just have it like what other there's probably two people in a high school of 800 people that have it and they become the cream of the crop, like the highest of highs. And I love talking to people like that. And I love surrounding myself with people like that because I don't feel as weird. Like I don't Mm -hmm. feel my whole life and you probably have me, you and I connect on this, but our whole lives I've been told that. I'm too much. Stop being so loud. Why are you like this? Mute yourself. Be like everybody else. Why don't you be normal? Like, why do you have to dress that way? Why do you have to talk that way? Why do you have to color your hair that way? Can't you be quieter? Why are you so opinionated? Why is less ambitious? Yeah. Why can't you just dull yourself down to be like the rest of the world? And I'm fucking sick of it. I'm so over it though. What do I want to do? I just want to surround myself with people that one, accept me for me and two, have it. And like that, I love that. That and my daughter's going through the same thing right now. Not there. There's nothing like wrong or anything, but she has put herself in a position where people are like, "Are you crazy?" Because she wants to go to the gym at six a.m. before school and work on volleyball. She has it for her sport. Now, does she have it for cleaning her room? Absolutely not, dude. Me Uh, neither. (laughs) Fuck that shit. I don't even have that. I'm a thirty-three year old grown ass woman. I don't even have that. I, I told her today, come home after school. You're not going to your girlfriend's house because your room is a mess and you were supposed to clean it yesterday and you didn't. And she's like, but mom. And I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, that's so funny. But like she has it and she's struggling with being misunderstood or being like, why? Are, oh, you know, like, why are you so obsessed with volleyball or why are you working so much or why are you blah, blah, blah. And when people, when I talk about her volleyball career, I talk about it from a place of 
not where she is right now because she started later than most kids in, you know, how the club volleyball system works. And yeah, I do. so she got a later start. So she was always behind, like she wasn't on the best team. She wasn't the best player on her, her team. And now she's gotten to the point where she's caught up and in fact, surpassed a lot of the people that she started with because she's just obsessed. She's peaking at like the right time. And now she's obsessed because she's seeing results. And it's kind of like, but I don't want people to think that I think that I'm better than them. She has this like internalized fear of like being too good almost at it or being too obsessed with volleyball and making other people feel bad. And I'm like, look, your presence is just going to make people feel bad regardless of what you do or say. It's like when you are that driven, it it triggers people. It's really, it's really, it's even hard like hearing you say that she's feeling that way because I remember in softball, people, nobody wanted to play catch with me because I threw the ball too hard. So I remember thinking if I just throw the ball softer, then people will want to play catch with me because everybody wants yeah. to be liked. And I remember to this day, my, I told my dad that I was like, nobody wants to play catch with me before we go out on the field because I throw the ball too hard. And my dad literally looked at me dead in the eye and he said, you will throw the ball as hard as you fucking need to throw the ball. And I will be your partner playing catch with you before you warm up before the game. And he did. He literally did. It was like my freaking high school game. I was throwing the ball back and forth with my dad and not my teammates because my teammates didn't want to catch my balls. Even my catcher only wanted to catch in full gear when I was pitching to her because I threw the ball too hard. And I, <laughs> and it's just like, so it's so ridiculous that because we're can, too can much or we're the 1% in anything, we're forever being told be less. Oh, and by the way, we're just trying to be accepted and we're trying to be loved and we're also have hormones and we're also going through all these changes and we're also trying to find ourselves and we're being told don't be too much. So of course, yeah. of course, we teenagers have all these issues like growing up and self-discovery it's like it takes a really significantly special person who has amazing parents to literally make it through to the end like no joke and obviously you and I both have that your daughter has that and she's still going through it my daughter's I mean all of our kids are going to go through it luckily they have us who have green and purple hair and can say you can be whatever you want to be like it's okay we're all a little bit weird And you're going to have to work for it. You can be whatever you want, but you're going to have to work for it and put in the work. And like sometimes the people that are showing up and putting in the work are very triggering and very like your just your goals, just your presence like intimidates people or maybe how much you work as a mom. And this is kind of the last topic I wanted to talk about is mom guilt, mom judgment, judging like other people's work ethic or judging other people's parenting styles and how do you navigate, for one, the mommy guilt, for two, the mommy judgment in the online space? I think like the biggest, I guess, mom guilt or mom judgment that I have felt is that my kids go to a private Catholic school. Like Same. I got a nose ring. I got green hair. I wear, a, you know, clothing from one of my friends that says lovely as fuck on it. Like I am different and a lot of them follow me on social media it's like that tiktok it's like when they find out that the moms like follow them on social media it's like oh my god and so i think Mm -hmm. that i just don't care like i'm I'm now at the point that i am 
so confident in myself and who I am that I just don't care. I literally don't care. And so like my advice is like, I am who I am and you can accept it or not. And guess what? That comes off probably to everybody around me and you as an alpha intimidated, intimidating female. But guess what? There are certain people that melt me and I wear my heart on my sleeve. And if you call me at 2 a.m. and you say, Hillary, I freaking crash my car. I'm stuck in a ditch. I say, I'm there. Like, what do you need? I'm there. Like, whatever you need, I'm there. But at the same time, I will accept you for you because you accept me for me. And that's when, like, beautiful friendship is born. Unfortunately, that's not many people. So what ends up happening is that guys are in societal norms. Guys are that. They can be the alpha. So what ends up happening is I have a lot of guy clients. Because they need that like soft nurturing touch while also understanding that there's a woman that can say, do this, and they'll do it. And so I think that that also is intimidating for some people. It's like, oh, Hillary Hanks has all these guys and has all these guy clients. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I do. My husband calls me James. Like, <laughs> I literally met my husband playing basketball while lifting weights with his roommates. Oh, um, lifting that. weights and playing basketball with four dudes. And that. that was how we met because I was one of the guys. And that's why, I don't know. It's like we feel safer almost in those environments, I think. Mm-hmm. Do you think mm-hmm. it's like, I feel, I feel like less judged, less like. I feel more I lo- Less like, like Yeah. Like seen and accepted. I don't know. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I am going to, I was going to show you this ad and I just want you to see how much advertising has changed since 1960. You're going to have to explain Speaking it to me because your um, camera's super grainy. Like I can't really see you. Don't yeah. Yours is too. It. Okay. Women's, women's empowerment. This is a Chanel ad from 1960. It says when his letter is on your sweater. You're ready for Chanel. Oh my God. That's so cute-worthy. Look how far we have come as women and as marketers because that's how we were marketing to women in the 60s. So last question. How can women speak more truth more authentically in their marketing without fear, without worrying about what others will think? I think that in order to be able to do that, you have to do some self-discovery on understanding who you are at your core and simply asking yourself that question, who am I and what do I value and what do I stand for? And then projecting that out into the world, because in order for you to market yourself and market without fear and doing it scared, you have to find that confidence within because you'll never make a sale if you are like worried about even who you are being portrayed as. You just have to know it, discover it, own it, and then. And then you're able to market and sell without fear. And that's not to say you and I both do not sell without fear. You wouldn't believe how many times a month that I have one bad egg or one bad comment or one mistake I make. And I'm like, I'm going back to bartending. 
I'm fucking yeah. bartending. Oh my God. I can't deal I'm with de- this shit. So I, you I'm and dead. I both yeah. deal with fear still, but we're way more confident in ourselves because we've gone through that self-discovery and we've gone through that phase of like, I don't care if you like me or not. I'm going to attract the people that do and repel those that don't. And that's okay. You just have to realize that that's okay. And also saying no to money sometimes too. Like that's really hard. Mm-hmm. We could like do a whole thing on that. Saying no to money when that client doesn't align. I was offered a lot of money to fly down to Florida to help some strange ass dude that found me on TikTok to help him with his like marketing for his phone company. And I was like, this feels like bad vibes. No, <laughs> no, but it was a no lot of money, money that is offering me. That was my entire message for 2022 was saying no to money, saying no to things that I didn't want to do at the time. And it is hard. It is so hard, hard to take aligned money and not either blood money or like sketchy money or money that's just going to drag you personally, energetically down. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. No, 10 not out of 10, at all. Don't recommend. Not at all. Okay. Well, so I hope I answered your question. What's next for you? <laughs> you did. And what's next for you and where can they find you? Okay, what's next for me? Well, I'm chilling right now for at least eight weeks, chilling as in like launching my podcast, teaching inside of my signature program. Um, I have a mastermind right now. I have one-on-one clients. You can find me at on TikTok at Honest CEO Hillary. And I'm probably the most active on TikTok, but you can also find me on Instagram at Hillary Krieger. It looks like Kruger, but it's pronounced Krieger. <laughs> I've been saying your name wrong for years. Have you? Oh, I didn't even notice. Krieger. Oh, yeah. Krieger. Kr- it does Kruger. look like Kruger. It does. It's not K-R- Kruger. Hillary <laughs> Krieger. But While yeah. you're wearing the red plaid right now. I know. I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Hillary oh Krieger. God. And I do show up on my Instagram stories a lot. But I have a lot of like, I don't even know, freebies. I mean, I started off as, you know, helping people with email marketing. So getting on my email list is probably a great way to start. So you can do that just right in the link in my bio on Instagram or TikTok. <laughs> Join my email fam. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's great where emails. They can find me. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Oh, I love you. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you for sharing your honest raw truth on marketing. I appreciate you so much. Yeah. Thanks so much, Jamie. That was good. All right. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Go tag us on Instagram. If you found this valuable, we would love to see you and shout you out. Thank you for listening and please leave a review. If you have five seconds, it would mean so, so much to me. I love you guys and I will slay you again later. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You guys, please remember to go download all of the new episodes all at once. And once you have done that, fill out the form in the link in our show notes, and we are going to send you a little sleigh goodie bag. That's right, for free. The first 100 people to leave a review and download all these episodes is going to get a pop socket and a little gift from me, a little surprise. I can't tell you what it is yet. Shipped to you, everyone in the United States that does this, we are shipping it out for free. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And if you feel called and want an extra entry into a giveaway for a hundred dollar gift card, please tag us on social media and you can tag me at the Slay Coach and Jamie Jocelyn King and the Slay School. Either one will enter you into an hundred dollar Amazon gift card and we appreciate you so much for listening and I will slay you again later.